Hey, everyone, and welcome to the weekly catch-up podcast. It's Wednesday, July 22, 2020, and this marks episode number 42 of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's happening? Oh, vibing. Buddy, I want you to know that at the 46-minute mark of this episode, we will have spent three days in the closet together this year. <laughs> wow. Three days of content. That's incredible. I had no idea. So... Get out there, get on a road trip, and listen to us the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely wouldn't be tired of us. All right, buddy, we got about a billion things to get into this week, so... Well, let's get it! It's the weekly catch-up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics, we keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Episode 42, three whole days with Carson Gibbons. Yeah, I busted out the uh, old metric spreadsheet today because I thought we were still a ways away. But um, yeah, we've generated 20. No, I'm sorry. What would it be? 23. What am I saying? 30? 60. Geez, how many? 24 hours in a day <laughs> times three is 72. 24, 48. We've so generated yeah. like 71 hours and 14 minutes worth of content up until this point. So we're about to hit the 72 hour mark. That seems crazy. Wow. So everybody that's been listening, you know, I mean, we appreciate you. They've been spending days with us, <laughs> putting in days. That's right. Working days that's overnight. Right. Yeah, man. So well, I, I just want to go ahead and just put this out there um, because oh this is getting ridiculous. Okay. Oh, no. Um, you're oh. you're, you're going to laugh. You're going to be upset by this. Oh, no. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. Today was bird attack number four. <laughs> so I, I have intel on this. I have recon. Oh, no. Because I have witnesses this time. So my worst fear. <laughs> so do you remember Do you remember the security guard I told you about after my office block got vandalized? Yes. That thought I was the crazy kid with the sword? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, man, not, not yeah. all white people look alike. <laughs> yeah. We're not all King Arthur over here. Well, anyway, he and I are cool. Like, we fist bump every day. Five fist bumps a week, even during COVID. Wow. Come at me. <laughs> DM's open. I don't care. <laughs> We've formed a relationship. It's been nice. Out of that racial strife and, uh, you know, terribleness, sure. uh, uh, an interracial relationship was was formed. And so, anyway, he he saw the second raven attack today. So, the same raven attacked me twice today. Just hold walking on. down the block. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not the same one from last time. But the I know, same you're one saying you got attacked twice, twice today. I got buzzed today. That's how, <laughs> bro, that's how aggressive these birds have been is that I'll turn, like, first of all, this one came and hit me in the back of the head and then flew up Come to a on. light post right above me. And so, I freak out. I, you know, I'm looking over my shoulder I'm looking it off, like making sure that it doesn't come at me again. Yeah. And I turn around, I'm walking back past the, the security guard and a cop actually. And the, the bird comes and it hits me again. And then it goes, and I'm like, I, I literally, at this point, I'm so used to it. That I just look at the guys and I'm like, what's You're going on? Like, well, it's another day. 
So the security guy goes, yeah, it's time we got them back out here. They come out here and get rid of that every once in a while. And I was like, I'm sorry, what are we talking about? Is Are these bird attacks fr- frequent or am I the chosen one? Like, <laughs> you know, what's going on? Because right. this is not a, a problem that you've been running into, right? <laughs> I, I can't tell you the last none time that my, I was attacked by a, by a bird. None of my peers have reached out yeah. with, you know, any type of... Um, common ground on this situation so i i figured it was my hairspray or something i'm too good looking like what well, is, what is going on <laughs> that can't be it <laughs> do i smell too good i don't know what's going on but anyway so these guys kind of witnessed the second little mini attack today and they start talking just very laissez-faire about yeah we need that crew to come back out here and get rid of all of that and i'm like what are you talking about yeah like you guys have like exterminators for birds or like what's going on and he said well it's a bad season. He said, um, they're starting to break skin. And I was what? like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah. We had two women last week that, you know, literally got beat and pecked to where they broke the skin. They said there was a homeless man out here a couple hours ago. They said that he was bleeding from the eyeball because he had gotten what? attacked so bad. And I was like, okay, guys, I really appreciate you. Like <laughs> I'm, I have a podcast tonight, yeah. so I'm going to update <laughs> yeah. the fam, the tots. Oh my goodness. I thought the first time I was attacked in my own neighborhood, it was a, a mockingbird. And right. my dad had said that was very common yeah. of their species. But the last two times down in Victory has been with like just a black, like raven looking right. creature. And so anyway, these attacks are frequent and I've been getting off lucky because <laughs> well, other people are literally in like blood. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking here. So. On the other hand, I will say that because the mockingbird attacked you and these other birds, uh, like (laughs) I feel like something is going on. Like the pheromones are given off. I didn't ask for it, Brad. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter what I was wearing. Like I don't know. I deserve to walk. I feel like it's because you know those Axe body spray commercials are just so outlandish. I feel like sure. And if if you're wearing Axe though at my age, you deserve to get beaten by more than birds well i, I don't know i'm what, not wearing axe i don't know what friend. you're wearing that's all i'm saying I'm wearing tommy hill figure I'm wearing mm-hmm. little old spice body wash little lotion thrown in like i smell good okay i don't know I smell like a lot of tommy maybe it's maybe it's your colorful uh polos that attract them yeah this was the outfit of the day yeah i'm not saying it looks bad i'm just saying maybe it's the colors okay so you're you're telling me that they broke skin yes and they pecked a dude's eye so the home like that 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 reels it in a little bit you know as far as like the seriousness goes like i'm not trying to scare you i'm just saying like you're saying that could have been serious that could no i'm saying this is more serious like that could have been you correct uh okay so (laughs) i was very validated that you know these guys that literally they're on the block all day every day you know like they're talking to every a uh, shop owner, they're patrolling, they're in their golf carts, they're doing their thing. These guys know what happens in that block. Yeah. And the fact that like two civilian women had gotten pecked and broken skin and the fact he just presented it like it was something like that normal. I should have already known about. Like, hey, it's also over 100 degrees today. He was like, yeah, we got to get those guys back out here because um, they kept referring to they and I go, hey, guys, who is they? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Because I said, I've been attacked by birds four times in the last 30 days you know, between here and Oak Lawn, and I'm starting to get fearful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is not, I can't walk. I so, can't walk outside. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to pause. 
I'm just trying to picture them. So they were pigeons. What what are these ones that attacked you? These are like the black ravens. They're okay, all they're, black okay. with like the yellow eye, and they Got have it. the beak, and yeah. they're just black, and like they go, gah, you know, like <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And the brazenness so they, like, of these guys. As they, as they attack you? Dude, these guys, and they will go for it. Like the mockingbird hit me in the middle of the back. The raven hit me twice in the back of the head and yeah. scared the crap out of me. And then it goes to the nearest perch near you and then targets you again. <laughs> hey, maybe if a maybe if a raven pecks out one of your eyes, then a, a parrot will land on your shoulder. Yo, <laughs> if this thing, I will, I will eat that bird in the street <laughs> if it defaces me or deforms me in any way if it met if it scars <laughs> or takes any of my you're gonna take out facial, one of your golf clubs huh no i'm gonna rip it apart with my bare hands and make an example out of it it's gonna be the most disgusting gory thing you've seen where I, my eyeball is just laying in the street oh, and i'm no. crying I, I, i'm ripping a bird up you know <laughs> okay the crying part that makes it a little bit more realistic because I, I think you're kind of being all all talk with uh this mic in front of your face but you, you, Yo, you don't been, think you, you don't okay if the bird attacked you you think you would go like rambo on it or, instead of running away well i'll tell you from experience <laughs> over the last <laughs> month that you you instinctively are like just thrashing basically like you kind of throw your hands up over your yeah, head yeah. and like let's just say so that maybe there was you a like bird. might backhand it as no a, i'm saying that if it got to the point that it had pecked my eye or yeah. pecked my eye out and we're like in the street and i'm able to flail around and grab it it's going to be attached to me. Like it's right. going to be in me. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. bird entered okay. me, bro. Uh, okay. It's probably got a claw on my shirt. Yeah. Like I'm trying to detach it. And at that point you could see something like that happening. I'm not we, sitting here. We could give you like a cool nickname after that. You know, dude, this is like, this is horrific. Like, and what's up Talon. There's a homeless man out there tonight that now not only does not have a home, but his eye got pecked by a bird today. Yeah, that's what if you had to be out there all the time? Because, dude, I had to like cut it short again and like go back inside. Like, what is life coming to where I'm curfewed in the office, masked up everywhere, birds are attacking. As I'm walking away, the security guy goes, man, these birds got COVID, son. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, is he right? Like, I don't know what to think anymore. Man, that's uh, I'm sorry to say, but that made my day. Well, bro, and I, I literally felt shame because I just printed out my show notes prior to like walking out for, you know, I just lunch break for you had me. To, you had to get back into the document and type in bird attack. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't revise it. I was okay. like, I'll remember this. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it, so what was I saying? I, I just finished. I go out for lunch, which means I walk around for 12 minutes and sure. come back. That's it. Because <laughs> yeah. we work through every lunch. Oh, man. dinner but that's good yeah i just literally felt the shame and i was like i feel like brad's gonna be upset with me like he's not even gonna believe me anymore oh, like i i know you enough to to know that this is believable i find it high the fact that these guys were like oh yeah this is happening to a bunch of people right if now. it was happening to somebody else if it, but since it's happening to you like out of the people that i know like I don't know. Right. For some reason, it just it, I don't just make stuff up to blow my skirt up. It fits up. the mold, yeah. Yeah. So that happened. I wanted to get that out of the way. <laughs> Freaked me out. Yeah. Be on the lookout, folks. Yeah. And they... shoot those things. If you see a bird, <laughs> I don't care what kind it is. You shoot. What shoot. if they're endangered? There's a hummingbird. You know, shoot that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Heston had a hummingbird land on his head the other day, which I find highly unlikely. Like, these, how does that happen? I don't know, man. These these birds are taking over. Is there something to this, bro? Like, have you ever heard about these bird attacks by these normal like street birds? I don't know. Maybe maybe the you know because of social distancing and people you know kind of staying indoors, quarantining. Maybe they feel like they can. Uh, that's the thing, man. Climate change and like the ecosystems. You know how like they're feeling the, like they're ruling the they're ruling canals in Venice like cleared up, like they were clear. Yeah. Once there was all, not all those gondolas and pollution and right, all that right, right. stuff. I I think that that's happened with wildlife and ecosystems where you're seeing animals that are more brazen. Like I've seen more raccoons, coyotes, um, you know, skunks on the golf course in the last three months than I ever have my entire life. Like. There's something happening that I would love to see some more insight into. Mother Nature's taking it back. Man, it's just, it's freaky, man. <laughs> Not a fan. That's good. That's good. Don't appreciate it. All right. What, what else you got? Oh, just a bunch of stuff. <laughs> what about you? Um, how was your day? How, my day was great. No bird attacks? No bird attacks, man. Uh, Let me guess. You went to REI today. <laughs> I did go to REI today. <laughs> Um, I'm going to Idaho next week and I needed some good, like mid range, uh, boots that kind of, you know, give my ankle some support. Um, cause I told you I hurt my ankle on that waterfall. Um, but that's just cause I had trail running shoes. Dude, so, that was like 10 episodes ago. Yeah. You never followed like, up on that. Well, you know, I still like I'm bending my foot right now and I feel like a little bit of tension, um, like a little bit of a strain, but it, it's gotten better. Um, but yeah, so I needed a uh, better, better boots. And so I got a nice pair today posted on my Instagram. Y'all can check it out. Um, yeah, so I went to REI. I had two classes today. Um, and those are basically over with like technically our classes go until August, the first week of August. Um, but one of our professor, two of our professors as of today, they're like, okay, you can use the rest of the time for the work that you need, the papers that you need to write. Um, and there's, we're not going to have any more classes. Um, so I've already done those papers and they've already been graded. So I already ended with a 97 and a 98 in those classes. Um, and then my third class. Hey, quick question. Why didn't you get hundreds, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what chilling, what were the literal two, three points docked for? Just what was that calculated uh, on? So we had like online quizzes and I missed like one or two here and there. <laughs> I was just I like, love how you're like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm like watching Netflix while I'm taking these quizzes. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could Google it, but you'd prefer not to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's what that software can't like lock you out of like Google. No, and, no. I mean, I'm saying like in the other tab, are they had, all essay format? Uh, some of them are essay format. Okay. But I, I didn't get any points off of those. Does it, anybody just give a subjective essay in a hundred ever? Um, you mean like just that as a one assignment? No, I'm saying like if you just if you're oh if it's essay format, would anybody ever get a hundred? Like, because technically sure. in that style, isn't the teacher just counting back from a hundred? You know, like oh, the, the, here's a mark against him. Like maybe I, but if it's you're saying a subjective essay, so meaning like my own opinion, so. As long as there's not any grammatical errors or anything, I shouldn't be getting points off. So I should be getting 100. All I'm saying is that classes that have a Scantron or mul multiple choice yeah, or yeah, based yeah. on delivering X, Y, or Z, you know, that's a quantifiable thing where you can attain 100. 
I feel like in subjective classes where it's like group project <laughs> and essay format yeah. question style, it's like you never can actually get a hundred. Sure. I will say that I, you know, I had talked about my group project last week and then we, our final, uh, group project was on Monday and knocked that out of the park again. You know, I, I won't sit here and toot my own horn like I did last week, but um, <laughs> y'all know who I am. Like, like he does every week. Like, <laughs> Google me, like ask about me. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, yeah, I got hundreds in both of those. So, nice. um, but yeah, my final class, he's like still adding assignments. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to get an A, but I'm not finished with it yet because he keeps adding stuff when I can't work ahead. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, so I was doing that today. And uh, yeah, man, just looking forward to... So on Sunday, I leave for Idaho just to get away with Courtney and her family. Um, I'm going to be there for a week. And uh, looking forward to that. Oh, wow. A week. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Dope. I, I hear Idaho is the spot. And yeah. Boise specifically is the place to be. So we're going to be in like uh, Teton, Teton or Teton. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but apparently they have some like Titten. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's why you get attacked by birds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, we know. Um, but we're going to like go into like this cave that has like a waterfall and stuff. The, um, the oh. property that we're staying on, they also have these razors that we're going to be able to drive. Um, so I'm pretty hype about that. Probably do some fishing and just hanging out. Yeah, man. You're going to come back with the other ankle ruined if you got waterfalls. And, you can't handle a waterfall no, above that's ground. That's why I got better shoes, man. That's why I got better, better. boots, yeah, baby. I got some boots. He's going to come back and be like, the boots are great. <laughs> yeah. My ankles are, are done. done. <laughs> yeah, toast. Um, that's funny, man. Um, yeah, yeah man. Boise, man. That I know Rogan's always talked about that spot. Have, have you seen – there's been rumors of this, like inklings of this. And now I'm seeing on podcasts people are announcing finally – the comedians are leaving the comedy store in LA. Like Joey Diaz, I think announced that he's moving out. I think that Rogan has discussed moving out. Um, there's, but and going where? I think Texas potentially. Okay. Um, I know that he. I mean, he's got to have multiple places. I'm sure that he wants a spot yeah. in Montana and different places like that. But I've I've started to see the titles of these podcasts get more deliberate, like mm -hmm. deliberate, like you know, announces he's leaving. Like sure. Joey has said, they've decided to leave. They don't know where to yet. Well, I mean, like once you have a huge platform, why live in Hollywood? You know, like you can't, you don't need to be there to film anything that you do, especially if you're doing podcasting. Like all you need is a chill studio. So if you can come to Texas and get more land and, and uh, like it costs less, why, why are you living out there? So I, I can definitely see why some of those high, pri high profile celebrities are doing that. It's so... DIY, um, you know, solopreneur, you know, freelance gig economy at the moment, even for entertainers where people like Andrew Schultz has definitely flourished in the pandemic because, you know, he added to his repertoire. Um, not only does he do like the um, behind the scenes on his weekends to various comedy clubs in different markets, which mm -hmm. are very entertaining, dropping in to the city's name. Um, and then he'll mix it in like a joke that's like, regionalized for that area and they're always on point his crowd work stuff and then he'll go yeah. he was in dallas so he went to the fort worth stockyards and like rode a bull or did whatever you yeah. know stuff like that and then he has all these different playlists like stand-up comedy crowd work stuff and then he started to do his own daily show bits where he like breaks down a particular topic and 
you know, makes a point, but it does it in a very one-liner funny bit. And those have really taken off with, you know, popularity and people are having to like really leverage their own podcasts and YouTube to be able to rent their own hall, to be able to, you know, take, take their own money and hire the film crew that they want to use and like literally shoot their own special shop it to the big networks, you know, Netflix, HBO, Comedy Central, whoever, none of them bite. Some of them are just going straight to YouTube and syndicating right. there or just selling it directly through their website. Like everything in terms of licensing, distribution, representation, you know, CAA is like, what are they doing? Are they scrambling or, <laughs> right. you know, they're dropping Crystalia, but it's like they, they probably need everybody that they could have. But, yeah. you know, we'll see if what yeah, happens there. I mean, but. it's, it, oh, I don't know. Because uh, you have all these independent creators now and i i think pretty much i mean you still even have like awesome independent films that are being made and so you know we've talked about like the music industry and how you don't really need a label anymore um but it's definitely interesting to see like podcasters kind of come up with that same idea and then even like in the film industry um Cause they're not shooting much in LA anymore anyway. Like no. Atlanta is like one of the biggest film markets right. in this country. Um, so, and, and Rogan's point about why do we stay here? Like we, we claim that there's this infrastructure that we're taking advantage of, but if that infrastructure, if it's availability to us go, goes away yeah. for, you know, they're saying that they may not have crowds or events in LA until 2022, 2023. So he's like, stream it. We need to go, find another hub to do stand-up comedy as long as we're all there and we bring the intensity and we work out our sets and we can still film and do all of that from anywhere anyway. Yeah. Cause it's not like anybody shoots their special in LA. No. Um, but even if like you're trying to do, I mean, you can have smaller crowds like, or you can live stream your stuff and you know, people, you know, you can do like get on Facebook live and stream it. You know, you can only have like a, I don't know, a group of 10 people in a room and that's still fine because you can put it online and you can live stream it and they can comment as you're joking and everything. So you don't need as huge well, of that, a live that audience. That one's more of a stretch. But have ah. you heard about Burt Kreischer, what he's been doing? What's that? He's been doing drive-in movie theaters. Okay. Where they're like on top, they're tailgating essentially. And at the end when he goes off stage and stuff, everybody like flashes their lights and honks their horns and they're clapping and laughing. And like, he said that he was like, I wish that we could just get a nationwide tour of like trucks, you know, truck stops or drive in movie theaters. He said it was the bomb.com. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea. But all I'm saying is you don't necessarily need, like you may want it, you may crave it because people like, you know, coming all together and like, it's a fun event, but in order to, continue you know producing content and stuff like that you don't need to have a live audience like there are so many ways today for you to get your content out there <laughs> you remember watching that uh stand-up special in your maryland apartment with me without the audience and we <laughs> Dude, were like yeah. horrified <laughs> he had that the suicide the suicide bit <laughs> was the best one but other than that it was I remember maybe there was, was one sad. light moment, but I was just so traumatized by that yeah. one bit that yeah. um, I kind of like, I don't like sad, dark comedy. So I, I think I kind of enjoyed it more work for me. Yeah, yeah that's right. You were kind of trying to sell it to yeah. me like this might work for you. And then I was like, it definitely didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I like threw my coffee at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. Good times. I, I don't know. I think that you still need a live audience for stand up and what the stand up people in LA specifically. So your points are for the broader application of the entertainment industry are well taken and valid. Mm-hmm. For com- stand up comedy specifically, they need a live audience to work out these bits. Like they need, even if it's every other table, they're fine with that, but they need live people with a low ceiling and a stage. Well, so do you know uh, Mike Berbiglia? Yeah, absolutely. So he's been doing like these IG lives with other comedians and they're actually going on IG live and workshopping their jokes in front of everyone. And, you know, then the whichever comedian he has on that session, like they'll provide feedback to each other. And it's like, oh, you should tweak it and like say this word instead. And um, so that's that's kind of like what I'm saying is that there is an alternative. Like I definitely agree live audience is probably the best form. Um, it's, it's just not needed maybe. Well, they think it's needed and that it's the best form and comedy is open in places other than LA. And that's right, why they're right, talking right. about going to Texas or yeah. Phoenix or wherever. And that, I just think that's crazy to think that a Dallas or an Austin could pick up a Joe Rogan. It should. Um, especially if he was going to, HQ the podcast. Like, I get excited when Elon comes to Texas. When do uh, huh. did you read uh, today's must heard? Uh, do you know who's coming to Texas? Uh, maybe I don't. Your boy, uh, Elon. Well, for what? They're so. Hold on, I just took a screenshot of uh, Josh Abbott. Congratulate, or sorry, Josh Abbott. That's a uh, that's country singer <laughs> Greg <you> Abbott. <laughs> he a good fan. Uh, of- so Greg Abbott tweeted: Tesla picks Texas for its Cybertruck factory. Thanks to Elon Musk and Tesla for embracing our great state. The Giga Factory will employ thousands of Texans and be a cornerstone for next generation innovation. Yeah, it's been fun to get to know you. Welcome to Texas. Um, that, that's cool. Like that doesn't surprise me. He's got, Oh yeah. Cause well, he had already here. threatened to come here. Um, and that's just one element, yeah. you know, like that's like one factory in a very distributed system. And he, he's already here for SpaceX down yeah, yeah. South. I thought you meant like, what, what's the status update on his, like, uh, giving up his residence and selling everything that he has and just living like kind of a hand to mouth lifestyle. Um, you know, a lot of millionaire billionaires say that few ever act on it. Yeah. So I think he'll be in the public eye for a while. I don't think he's really going anywhere. No, no, he'll, he'll be in the public eye until yeah. uh, forever really, because yeah. I mean, he's created, do you know how hard it is to create a billion dollar unicorn startup? Do you know how many times he's done it? And <laughs> he's like, <laughs> right. Hey, uh, you know, we're going to send people to space. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good luck with your startup. You know, we're going to, we're going to take over for NASA y'all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great, great pitch Dude, deck. And, the, and then the fact that some parts from those space shuttles are like coming back and they're catching them and able to reuse them or recycle them is much cr- more efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty dope. <It's> awesome. Yeah. They <laughs> just, NASA they just posted it, a video like, a couple boom. days ago um, where they're catching it with a net. And I was just like, man, and arguably, to say that you can do something better than a government agency is not far fetched. But the, <laughs> no. the real, the the real business craziness, like PayPal was so innovative and visionary at such a transformational time. But in some ways, 
saying that you're going to enter the car market and just create a car yeah. and then become more valuable than like Chevy and Ford. Like Ford's only been around for 120 years or something like, <laughs> yeah, you know, since the like, car was invented. Eh, I mean, they were nice, you know, <laughs> kind of that mentality. Just like to, to defeat those titans of industry with that yeah. foothold and that system is insane. It's out of this world. Yeah. And he's supporting Kanye West's presidential bid, according to oh, B. Red Colvin. So here we go. No, <laughs> you I remember sticking up for that is. so hard. Still he's, think he is. He's definitely not. You still think so? <laughs> I think Elon is crazy enough. <laughs> well, I think he wants to see the world burn just as much as I do. But well, yeah, so he can put it out, you know. So any updates on Kanye this week? Oh, is he, is he I still mean, running? Maybe, maybe a couple. Yeah, he is still running. He uh, just had. I thought we'd last said that he was definitely not running. And then over and the weekend, I see something about him crying is. at a South Carolina rally, and I'm like, oh my he's back goodness. to running. Yes. And then he tweets out the dot country URL, and I was like, this is all the stuff that I'd said that he would do if he was serious. Yeah. What's going on? Um, okay, so we can talk a little bit about his rant from that session where he basically said Harriet Tubman did not free slaves. Hold on. Let's go further back than that. Oh, okay. He had a presidential rally in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, he said that okay, at I the did, rally. I didn't know that there was going to be a rally. No, neither did I. Um, I th find it hilarious that he had all the signatures that he needed, and he needed to turn them <laughs> in by noon and just didn't. So it right. none of this matters. Yeah, none of it matters. You <laughs> didn't get it in in time. Dummy. Uh. Um... Okay, so during that rally, one thing, the first thing that started trending was that he said Harriet Tubman did not help free slaves. Um, and then he also said that his dad wanted to get an abortion and that he also wanted to get an abortion, uh, you know, whenever Kim got pregnant with their daughter. And he's like, I could have killed my daughter and, you know, crying about all of that. He's crying in a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't. I don't know what else he ranted on during that one, bro. But I, then I he's been know, tweeting ever since. I didn't know any of this was slated to happen. The next thing I know, I see him crying in a bulletproof vest, talking about how he almost murdered his own daughter. Yeah, and then going on a tweet spree talking about how Kim is sending doctors to Wyoming to like fifty-one fifty him. Yeah, and then all this stuff is like secondhand because i if he tweets out 45 minutes ago it's already deleted like yeah. what so fill me in on all this because basically over the last five days he cleans up his twitter and then he goes on another spree where he's like yeah. you know so kim he, is sending people chris jenner he, he called he, yeah chris that's jenner, what i was about chris to say yeah chris john un so he calls chris jenner that and then he's also like are you gonna pick up my call or continue ignoring me and um, then he says the thing about Kim like coming out. So then the tweets that he deleted were Chris, don't play with me. You and that Kanye are not allowed around my children. Uh, Y'all tried to lock me up. Um, he also said, everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. Um, let's see. He talked about not allowing Chris Jenner to have his daughters featured in playboy which i mean his daughters are like super young so that's a very weird topic um maybe he's referencing the future or yeah and then and then everybody's worried about him during that and our buddy dave Chappelle 
flies out to go see him and Kanye posts like a video of telling he like keeps telling Dave Chappelle like yo you need to make me laugh like I'm not smiling and Dave Chappelle's like this is my job I just watched that it was very weird for the first time like I'd seen it and then clicked in but I hadn't watched it but I watched it for the first time today and I was like Oh my goodness, this is what comedians hate when people are like, yo, say a joke. Right. And it's like, dude, I'm Dave Chappelle. I just flew across the country like checking on your well-being yeah. in front of this like log cabin. And where is why is he always in Wyoming now? That's where he lives. That's where he lives? Yeah. I didn't know that he lived there. They, they, yeah, they're out in Calabasas. I said Wyoming. Calabasas oh. is in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. No, he has a place out in Wyoming because that's where he did all this. Jackson Hole? Um, maybe somewhere around there. But he also has a place out in, maybe it's Jackson Hole, but somewhere in Wyoming because that's where he did all of the sessions for whenever he was coming out with like an album a week where he did like his album, Pusha T's album, Nas, um, Tiana Taylor. Whenever he was doing all those, he was out in Wyoming. So this is just a play for the bag, right? Because like he has an album dropping. He has Friday. an album. Yeah, he said, "Oh, I'll, after his first Twitter rant, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna focus on the music." Donda coming this Friday, which Donda is uh, his deceased mother's name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like he actually Schultz and Akash were making the point on Flagrant Two that um, you know, it seems like. This crops up, all this bipolar stuff crops up, trouble in the family, you know, 5150s, TMZ rants, Twitter rants, all of this, like, you know, a week or two just prior to an album release. And I, I think that that's got to have something to do with all of this. But Angela Yee also make, made a point on The Breakfast Club the other day. She was saying maybe something around launch time or launch of a new album or whatever triggers something in him like reminds him of a certain time or takes him back which i thought that was a very insightful thing that i hadn't pieced together but uh the tweets about showing the unrest in the family what was this like he was accusing her of going and cheating with meek mill with meek mill so i'm about to read the deleted ones that are no longer on twitter he said chris and kim put out a statement without my approval that's not what a wife should do white supremacy (laughs) wait what yeah what yeah yeah yeah. oh my goodness yeah um oh my which is crazy because you know he's obviously putting out statements i'm sure without her approval so there's a double standard there well and he's kind of referring to her in a subservient role (laughs) yeah that's not what a wife should Um, do and then he claims so whenever he says meek he's talking about the rapper meek mill he says meek is my man and was respectful that's my guy kim was out of line i'm worth five billion dollars and more than that through christ but y'all ain't listened to MJ and now y'all believe them. Um, and then he says they tried to fly in with two doctors f- to 5150 me. I've been trying to get divorced uh, since Kim met with Meek uh, for prison reform. Um, At like a hotel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she a hoe for sure. And the the statement about... I can see some of this where it's like Christian, like you're not going to put my daughters in Playboy. He's basically just saying like you're not going to pimp my daughters, like you right. have your own. Sure. Um, and and Chris Jenner is like the the steadfast businesswoman. Oh she yeah, is she is. The camera's always on. Crazy. You know? uh, she has grown that family's wealth from nothing into a lot, yeah. and just the power complex that's there, and the fact that those, I mean, on the one hand. 
you know, we've been complaining about Harvey Weinstein and all these men that are so powerful and rich and just run everything and everyone uh-huh. around them is like kowtowed. And then we're attacking Chris Jenner, Chloe, Ellen DeGeneres. Everybody has been exposing Ellen's workplace was toxic and she was a drill sergeant. Like, mm. have you seen all these reports? Yeah, I've heard that she was not a, that she's not a good person. But on on the other hand, I'm like, man good for her like (laughs) run your world girl like do what you want like if this if you're crazy enough to marry into the family and have the child or whatever like yeah or you know know be in that workplace where it's really rigorous and you're gonna get yelled and cussed at like you can quit there are other jobs i'm not saying you know what they're doing is all right but nobody nobody in this scenario has been accused of sexual harassment we're saying like you know they're they're buttholes right so and so if you don't like that then there's the door. Go you know? pick another butthole because they're <laughs> a job's a job. You know, yeah. it's it's gonna have portions that you suck that suck right. at all times. Yeah, definitely. It's like so. Portions that you suck. What? Well, <laughs> that's the, that's where we get into the allegations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of people are saying that you know even oh, I'm sorry. Kim also put out some statements today. Uh, talking about his rants where she's basically like, you know, you guys know that Kanye has bipolar disorder. Um, uh, anyone who has ever known anybody that's bipolar, it's very complicated and painful to understand. Um, and she was basically like saying she fully supports him um, throughout this whole thing and to telling everybody else to back off uh, as he's going through this and to give the family, um, I guess, privacy during this time, even though that family is not known for privacy. Yeah, on the one hand, like that's the part that the back and forth between the two of them, um, Dave showing up, you know, some of these different things like him, him calling out, he's never once really thrown this amount of shade on his relationship or his, uh, his, his wife's family like this. Yeah, All of that makes me think that this is genuine. Like Kim has tried to take a more serious light as of late with her prison reform stuff, trying to become oh, a lawyer, sure. going to the White House, doing all this stuff, wearing her big girl pants. And so for, for her to put something out that would be fake on Instagram about mental health and different things like that would be very damnable. Yeah. Uh, so I say that it, it appears like this could be a genuine episode. But at the same time, like when we get into half of the other conspiracy theories that we're going to discuss in this yeah. hour, like crazy much crazier things right right so let's hold off on those because for sure because i still have a i have a question kind of and you know we can talk about kanye but then just um you know being bipolar as a whole like at what point does it become enabling or at what point can they know like they're just allowed to be an a-hole because they because they're bipolar or you know what i'm saying like yeah I mean, I, I, like when do you stop writing it off as bipolar and just like i mean the whole where where they have to you know own up to all the things that they've said well i mean at what point do you have to quit saying my medication is making me fat <laughs> or you know like sure. this i i struggle with this you know like um it's difficult because you just can't guarantee that everybody's gonna know your predisposed mm-hmm. uh, situation uh, if they encounter you on the street when you're having an episode. Yeah. Like, you know, others don't get the luxury of, you know, getting to explain all this or have exactly. the, the foregone conc- the reputation that 
oh, that's Kanye. He is bipolar. That's why he was acting that way. If just some random on the street does that, they're getting locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's not. A f- that's why it, it's best to be rich and famous and powerful. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Like I was reading an article on bipolarism, and um, because I was curious, like if you allow them to kind of act a certain way, like is that enabling and stuff? And a psychiatrist was saying, like a lot of times people treat by you know bipolar as something that can be like curable with words or something but it really needs to be considered a sickness and like just like you can't tell somebody who's showing symptoms of the flu to like get over it or talk them out of it like you can't really tell somebody who's bipolar to get over it or talk them out of it you know like i think there are coping mechanisms so like alcoholism that's a disease too that's what they say. So you can't tell anybody to just get over that. That's what they say. That's what they say. I mean, what I've I've had um, I've had a bipolar friend in my history that you know ultimately you just have to make the decision: is an ongoing relationship with this person worth it? And if you decide yes, then you have to decide how you're going to act accordingly. And and part of that might be their ongoing maturity getting better Mm -hmm. with the disease or coping with it or being more self-aware about the highs and lows, so to speak. But in my experience, it's just come down to, yes, I'm going to continue a relationship with this person for these reasons. And for me personally, when I see you going downhill, I'm just going to buzz off. Like I know what's, I know what's up. Like I'm, I'm good at gauging, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a friend's appetite level or whatever. Like I'm not, trying to talk friends into stuff, <laughs> right? You know, like it's not, I'm not 18. Yeah. Um, so in that situation, it just became you, you manage your expectations. Like if you hit that person up and they were like in a funk or, you know, raging or just totally irrational at the moment, like you knew to not count on their RSVP, even sure. if they said yes, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, oh, yeah, they're not coming. Yeah. You know, you have to have that level of discretion or, or out, out, view you yeah. i guess so you have to make like a conscious effort as far as like are you gonna put work into this friendship you know like are you gonna be able to put up with you know whenever they're kind of uh having an episode you know what i mean it comes um, down to cost you know a, a cost benefit analysis sometimes yeah um, and i mean and you can say that about any person with any type of personality even if they're there's they're, they haven't been diagnosed with anything you know it's just I think that's with any friend. We choose any, each other as humans. Exactly. We choose that we're going to invest time and money and yeah. uh, emotions into. Yep. And we do that based on, you know, reward and, and what we're looking to build out of something. So yeah. sometimes one of your friends has been a political alliance of sorts. Maybe they broached the bridge between a couple of groups and you saw them as a connector and it was a relationship of political convenience in a time that you were trying to become more you know upwardly mobile or yeah. something like that in society other times it's going to be a, a necessity friend where it's like oh this is my girlfriend's friend and so i have to be friendly <laughs> to her even though i wouldn't have yeah. picked her you know were the girlfriend not in the picture right um all sorts of different types of relationships that we have yeah and sometimes you know that you know I I used to have bar friends, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a bar friend. If you're going to a bar, hit this person up because they're going to be at a more fun bar, having a more <laughs> fun time. We'll go hang out with them, right. you know, 
and that it was a, a societal currency exchange of yeah. sorts. And, you know, I've probably been less genuine in my approach to some of that in my younger years, um, because I've had zero qualms or issues with having uh, friends of convenience and all, all different types of friends. And sometimes I felt like I knew what was up yeah. and maybe they <laughs> didn't, or I'd misjudged or, you know, and, and, when you come up at 30 and you don't ever go to the bar, you don't ever do any of that mm -hmm. stuff anymore. It's like, you know, who are the friends that scale their lives with you? Yeah. And you always knew who they were. They were at the bar with you. They just weren't going to be the bartender. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. They were going to go get a big boy or girl job. And like, I mean, that, that's a big boy job. No, no shade to anybody's job at all. But you know, the people that are going to, as we get older, your friends are your friends because your children are the same age, you can afford to do the same things. Like mm -hmm. money narrows you down. It winnows your funnel of potential people to go do stuff with. Cause if you live in a certain neighborhood, neighbors yep. are going to be out barbecuing, right? They're in the same bracket, so to speak. It, it kind of, it's weird how that it's a more free for all level playing field when you're younger. And Definitely. I miss aspects of Definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, going back to Kanye, I think it's very interesting that Dave Chappelle would fly out because, you know, Kanye's going on this rant. He's saying they're trying to Nelson Mandela me. If I get locked up, that's what's happening. Like, I'm not crazy. And I'm not comparing the two, but Dave Chappelle, whenever he had quit the Chappelle show, what, in the early 2000s, um, you know, he was considered crazy. And, you know, he flew out, he got away for a bit and people were trying to paint him to be, you know, having like a psychotic breakdown and everything. So I thought it was interesting that who other than Dave Chappelle to fly out to see Kanye because maybe he had gone through that and he's and people have talked about him in the same manner before. Well, and he's definitely got to get new bits for that new Netflix special <laughs> dropping in 2021. Because you that. know this will be part of it. By then, this will be a pop culture reference, yeah. and he'll make something funny just, out of yeah, it. Yeah, just like he talked about uh, the times he's ran into OJ. Now it'll be OJ. Now it'll be the Kanye. Be going to the Kevin Hart show. <laughs> right. He's like, my son's eating all fast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> embarrassing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, Dave Chappelle is one of the greats, and I, I totally, you know, that he's closed the loop in his mind on. Yeah. Oh, you know, this is how I pay it forward. Like they've painted me in this light, and. Um, what, what's their, they have a relationship. What's their relationship based on? Like, I don't know. Music. Well, yeah, I think I felt like they had a collab on something of some sort at some point. I, I have no idea what it would be. I mean, but, I know that Kanye, he, I think he was in an episode or two of the Chappelle show. Oh, he was. Yeah. yeah. So at, like I said, it goes back a long way where. I know that they're longtime fans mm -hmm. of one another, but yeah. And then Dave Chappelle, I don't know if you remember the movie, but it was like a documentary of like the Chappelle block party. Um, but he also had like a lot of Kanye's crew out there, like Talib Kweli and most deaf and a bunch of other, I think Kanye was out there too. So they've known each other for a really long time. But anyway. what? So what's your overall take? Like a, do you care? Does this warrant care or of any kind? Is this a money grab? Uh, I think it is insane that he does not have a support group that, you know, he that he can talk to rather than, you know, going to Twitter. Um, I think it's also crazy that Dave Chappelle is the one flying out rather than him being 
surrounded with like close family and friends. Um, well, did Kim and Chris try to go out there or what happened? I mean, apparently they only tried to go out there with the intention of, you know, him getting locked up according to him. He's kind of making it sound like they're icing him out right now. Maybe a little bit. Did, he was accusing Chris of not answering the phone. Yeah. Well, I wonder what she's really like, you know, I don't know, man. Um, takeaways. I understand that maybe he does have a mental disorder, but it seems like they always flare up whenever it's time for an album to drop. Did you see his, um, going back to the presidential stuff, they, they talked about who he would pick as a running mate. And he said, somebody crazy said somebody crazy. And then he said Trump. (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't see that. I heard him say Jay Z. Oh, oh no! He he said that Jay Z would be his first running mate, and then he said if he wouldn't do it, he's like Donald Trump. Oh, jeez! And I was like, okay, um, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, um, that I told you that he didn't denounce him. He said that he's his backup running mate. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's not on the ballot in South Carolina. He didn't turn in the signatures. I'm confused as Wild. to what's going on. I imagine that this will all clear up after Dondo drops on Friday. I'm hoping. Donda, yeah. Donda, sorry. No, you're good. Um, Apologies. Maybe. I mean, we just won't hear from him. I'm not going to say we won't hear from him until the next album, but... Um, well, he's know. from Chicago. Chicago, Chi-Town. Chi-Town is such a mess. Like, they're... Chi-Town, Portland, Seattle, New York, there are just so many murders right now. Yeah. In Chi-Town, two days ago, there was a funeral for a victim of homicide, and... There was a drive-by at the funeral of the victim of the homicide, Jeez. and fourteen people were shot. Oh, so it's like gang gang warfare is occurring, and then at the funerals, the wakes for these gang members, there's more gang warfare. Like, because wow. you know what the news report said, everyone at the funeral then began to exchange gunfire. So it's like Jeez. everybody at the everybody was strapped. funeral was strapped. So it's like, what is going on in Chicago, man? Like there are the number of statistical shootings that occur there every day is ridiculous. It's like Mosul or something. It's third world esque. And Trump is now running these new ads against Biden that just they, they feature a voiceover where it's like, um, you call 911 and they say, we're sorry, we're booked right now. If you if you've been raped, press one. Yeah. If there's a murder, press two. The average wait time is five days, and it's like welcome to Biden's America. And it's like, man, this is getting dark. So, for perspective, nineteen hundred and one people have been shot this year in Chicago. This year, dude, and we're like halfway through six months. It's already five hundred and fifty times more than last year. Five hundred and fifty times. That's not, a multiple. Sorry, not time. It's just just five hundred fifty percent more. Um, oh, just five hundred fifty more, more bodies. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Okay. You said times. I, know, I was I like, know. My, goodness my gracious! Bad. But still, like that's last crazy. year wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to this year, because we're only in July, almost August. Okay. So, can we? Nineteen hundred and one people have been shot this year, and that's so five hundred and fifty more, more than, than got shot all, all of last, of last year. year. Okay. That's a news read. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I can picture you reading the news. You're like, he he ran back into the fiery building where he saved three people. Yeah. <laughs> what was that news story we were watching on the way in where 
kid jumped over the third story. Oh, there was like, like a fire in an apartment, and the kid he had to like jump off the balcony. It was this young kid, and luckily somebody was down there to, and he ran and caught him right before he hit the ground. Uh, crazy. Yeah. So Kanye is just like a nice little bridge into the state of our politics because it's all about the same right now. Uh, Trump wished Ghislaine Maxwell well. Well, yeah. And uh, the media won't shut up about it. I feel like I felt like when he was asked about her situation, he copped to have met in, having met her mm-hmm. numerous occasions. They used to be almost neighbors. And he said, uh, I just frankly wish her well. And the way that he said it, you knew like he was basically saying this woman's about to get killed <laughs> or the rest of her life is screwed. And he's and like, this please is, don't mention my name. This is my version of no comment almost is yeah. how I interpreted that. I, I probably give him the benefit of the doubt way more than your average you know, CNN correspondent. Sure. But that's been a super big problem all week. Yeah, definitely. Um, meanwhile, around Ghislaine, like she's pleaded not guilty. Mm-hmm. They've been deciding on bail, I guess. She's yeah. asked for bail. Uh, which was denied. They might try to do it again, but it was denied last week. Um, and then her trial is set for next summer. Best of luck to the judge, the federal judge assigned to that case because Best of luck to whoever tries to keep her alive for a year. Have you heard about the other judge in the Jeffrey Epstein Deutsche Bank case? Um that just hit me. So his son? His um well, no no no. Okay, I'll, I'll, okay. So Jeffrey Epstein apparently Deutsche Bank investigators have like raided the Deutsche Bank records to try to see the money trail with Epstein. And I think that there's some sort of lawsuit in between like a Jeffrey Epstein party and Deutsche Bank itself. And the federal judge that was recently assigned to that case, um, she got a, she got a house visitor from a man dressed as a FedEx worker this week. And he had a gun and he shot her son to death in the doorway, shot her husband. He's in critical condition. She actually wasn't there, I don't think, at the time. So then this FedEx worker drives to a very remote location and he kills himself. Jeez. Or that's that's what they say. Well, so yeah, they all tend to kill themselves, don't they? It's uh that's why when I talk we talk about Kim and Kanye, which should feel light I would like to feel it say it feels lighthearted in the spirit of everything, but it's not. And the sad part is is that like he's vying for 2022 like this is like where yeah. we're at just the way that he was tweeting like i was i was scared like i thought i was going to wake up the next morning to him being dead to be honest just the just the way that he was manically tweeting but yeah in his mind maybe it wasn't that crazy and like you know he's not worried i don't know anyway I mean, we're so conditioned at this point where for him to really stand out in his mind, maybe look at all the other noise occurring. Look at look at what the president is tweeting. He had a gym this week. He was like, who needs stand up comedy when you got President Trump? Um, This was the funniest thing. I I mean, is it totally like tongue in cheek and inappropriate? Yes. But is it funny as all get out? Very much so. Um, The tweet where he said. (laughs) <laughs> this is man i have to go back a ways <laughs> like this guy tweets too much okay so he really likes this black and white photo of him in the mask okay you know the lone ranger right yeah <laughs> idiot so uh 
he goes, we are united in our effort to defeat the invisible China virus. I don't know if that's a slur that I can say, but I'm quoting the president. And many people say that it is patriotic to wear a face mask when you can't socially distance. There's nobody more patriotic than me, your favorite president, <laughs> which is just, he's such a great troll. Like, yeah, so I'll funny. That. I'll give him that. Your favorite. Pre- like, dude, he doesn't care at all. It's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I need the president to care a little. Sure. Though. But in this alternate reality. Like in a microcosm, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm having a hard day that day and I'm scrolling through and I'm just like crying. I'm laughing so hard, you huh. know, like it's hilarious. What a dummy. Yeah, like, I know. I'm no, sorry, no. folks. We should return to pomp and circumstance. We should really have Kanye in his bulletproof vest crying about Chris Jong-un. Well, okay. I'm, nobody's saying that either. Oh, okay. We'll get Biden. Nobody. Uh... B-Rad's voting Biden. I don't know if I'm voting for any of these chumps, man. Okay, well, I, I watched a good Hassan Minaj where he talks about how a third party will never rise in a situation where our voting is our voting needs to be. It's a different kind of it's a rank rank ballot voting mm-hmm. where I say, hey, I want Bloomberg one, Elizabeth Warren two, Biden three, and the way that they do that math and that shell game yeah, yeah, yeah. produces a more true candidate result where you can actually vote your conscience and not. I uh, feel like you're throwing away your vote if you don't pick one of the two main ones, sure. which the, the way that we're set up right now, it's just it's just inherent. Yeah. We're never going like to get past two one. parties. Yeah. So you end up voting against what you don't want versus voting for what you do want. Yeah. So sorry to Kanye and the birthday party. Yeah. And apparently there's a bunch of people running there. It's like a female candidate for the Libertarian Party. Um, I don't know her name because nobody does, yeah. but that's pretty cool. So you yeah. can have. You could put your vote behind the first, I don't know, she's the first female <laughs> candidate, but she's a female nominee to a party. Hey, there you go. You know, didn't work out hot the last time, but no, you know, it, it was just probably could have ran with any other female. Right. It's like we're, we're ready for a female president. We just weren't ready for Hillary. Her, apparently, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was very partial to Amy Klobuchar. I'd vote for her for president all day long. I'd pay to vote for her as president. Just to get some sanity back. Yeah. Like she would return life to normal. Yeah, that'd be something. That'd be amazing. Because in this new world, it's like, have you heard all this stuff about mail-in ballots? No. The Republicans don't want mail-in ballots because they're like, dude, like, look at look at how the TikTokers took down the <laughs> the rally in Oklahoma yeah. with all these fake things. Like, that's gonna happen in the mail-in ballots and seems to be a very uniquely Republican issue on voting, but I don't, we're, we're headed to a contested situation. Like yeah. Trump was asked over the weekend, will you accept the results of the election if X, Y, or Z is happening? It was like, we'll see. And I, I get that. But at the same time, that's not what people want to hear. No, but it's like at, at any other point in our history, it would have been ludicrous. But like right now with everything going on, everything is on its yeah, it's access and with coronavirus, can happen. like what's that going to do to the voting ballot? Yeah, we're living, we're living in Jumanji and we're rolling the dice, baby. I just don't know. Like, could could we postpone Neil? Like, what are we talking about here? You know, postpone it. Well, I'm saying like we're, we're socially distanced. We have to wear masks everywhere. How are we going to have voter turnout if COVID is happening? 
and so we don't provide online or mail-in mechanisms. Well, it's my understanding. Like the Republicans are not wanting the mail-in ballots to, to happen. So does that mean it's not happening? I don't know. I, I know that there's always going to be some some segment of the population that gets access to like early mail-in voting and different things like that. I don't know how all that works. I know that you know between gerrymandering and voter ID laws and all this stuff. Like they want to make sure. You know, they want Republicans only really want real taxpaying citizens that are like on the books with W-2s type deal. Right. They want those people voting. And there's a lot of people in our society that, you know, maybe they never got a license. Maybe they, you know, have not really held down W-2 jobs, yeah. you know, but they've been of age for a while. Like there's situations like that. And I think Republicans always interpret that as an instant Democrat vote. Um, these foregone conclusions about who people are voting for have got to quit. They've got to stop. Yeah, definitely. Like even, even Biden saying to Charlemagne, like if you don't know if, who you're voting for, then you ain't black. Like, <laughs> you know, that's so condescending and yeah, wrong. Definitely. And like, totally backs up Trump's point that they take you for granted on that side of the party. Like what have they done for you lately? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, his, they just assume that they're going to get the vote. Well, and his plea to, to black voters in 2016 seemed very guttural and not very, uh, it, it didn't, it felt awkward and just yeah. like kind of, I, I didn't like it. Um, but going back to the overall sentiment of what do you have to lose? Like, give me a try. I appreciate the candor of that mm -hmm. plea in some ways. Like, you know, he, he's a very flawed individual and he's just with his rhetoric, he is not the leader during a time like this or many times for most people. Right. Um, but he is hilarious. <laughs> and somehow, somehow the, the, the central services of this country, like the economy, the stock market, um, you know, national defense, like all of this stuff has like remained intact. And yeah. some of the core tenants of that now, some of the stuff in Seattle where, like C hop or chop or whatever it's called, you know, where all the murders are happening. It's like mm -hmm. the police free mm -hmm. zone. I think they went to take that back the other day or something. And federal troops were going to go in and oh, maybe they didn't have to, but um, I don't know. There's just, I think there's a lot of things still running on schedule. Um, yeah. But even, I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but even on like Amazon fulfillment and stuff, like I went to go order Starbucks K cups the other day, which I always order a 96 count for like 40 bucks, <laughs> 40, yeah. 44 bucks. I can't get it right now. Really? And I'm like, what is going on? You know, like we talk about the supply chain breakdown and all of this and yeah. it, it is concerning on multiple fronts. Um, and we say that some of these core tenants, you know, armed forces and all of this haven't broken down, but have you seen, that they just discovered like the third body at Fort hood. Yes. Of like a soldier in like the last 30 days. Yeah. Some shady, terrible things are going on over there. What is going on at Fort hood? I don't know. I think they're trying to change the name of Fort hood or, really? or different forts that are named for Confederate soldiers, which again, we wouldn't know if you didn't tell us because yeah. hood is just hood could be the hood, you know, yeah. like <laughs> ghetto yeah, tales, you right. know, so let's solve the fact that like all these soldiers keep 
getting found in shallow grave. Like, what is going on over there? I don't know, man. That's terrifying. That's very it, strange. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know a lot of, about the story other than that happening. Um, but man, co- dead, cover dead ups, soldiers, cover ups happening over there. Federal judges getting their family shot up and welcome to 2020. Yeah. Every week we're like, <laughs> yo, on, we invited on ourselves. We're like, it'll get better. At midnight on January 1st. We all said happy new year. And this, <laughs> this is what we got. You played yourself. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> another one. Honestly, <laughs> every day it gets crazier and Cal just goes another one. Um, let's see. We're at the hour. You want, you want some, you want me to break it up for a sec? <laughs> what are you about to do? All right. Well, what'd you do? <laughs> so, you know, whenever COVID first started happening, we were talking about, you know, social distancing and, and, and people staying inside their homes and the potential for pregnancies is what I'm getting. At. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So um, I, I was doing a little research and I will say, um, that we were probably wrong about that um, because it's a, it seems there there's excuse me it seems that there has been a spike in birth control orders like people are are purchasing a lot more of that because they're home more so it doesn't seem like there's going to be a huge spike in the in the amount of babies being born during this time but I do have two friends who are going to be having babies um due to the coronavirus and so i actually have two audio clips from them um one from my old roommate cameron burks who we've talked about before and then the second being alec mclaughlin who you guys heard from maybe a week or two ago and so um they kind of wanted to provide their insight and um you know just release a statement um and how they are now going to be fathers due to COVID. <laughs> Release a statement. <laughs> you know, this is how I impregnated my wife during quarantine. <laughs> That's right, baby. So let's just get right into it, man. Okay. Let's. What are we about to hear? <laughs> the story about what happened, or <laughs> no? I, I just wanted to hear, you know, their thoughts. On, their thoughts on what was going down and how they she be- was wearing how that they- mask just right. <laughs> yeah, how they became, you know, victims of COVID. You know. Yeah, they were like so socially distanced that they weren't at all. (laughs) That's what I'm getting at. So let's hear from them. Let's hear it. What's up, Weeklies? My name is Cameron Burks. I am a former roommate of Mr. B-Rad Colvin, as he's known on this podcast. Um, I had the job of being Brad's roommate for about two years or so. Just like any job, I got the weekends off, which was nice. Um, But uh, I'm calling in today because... Um, apparently social distancing does not apply within the four walls of my household um, because my wife and I are pregnant. So (laughs) I figured I would call in um, because Brad and I were talking about how cool it would be to have a segment on COVID babies. You know, these, these babies that have due dates of, I guess you can say November 2020 through February 2021. I think that's fair to say. Um, so anyways, I'm, I'm yet another victim. Um, happy to be a victim and excited for the future. But Carson, Brad, you guys are doing great. I listen every week, look forward to it every week. Keep up the good work, and I hope to be on the show one day in person. Thanks, guys. What's up, Tots? 
It's your favorite guest star, Alec, back at it again. Brad asked me to speak about a very serious topic that's near and dear to my heart, quarantine babies. When Disney World decided to close their doors to save lives and force a lovely Texas couple to stay home on their one-year anniversary, I don't think they realized the inconvenience that they were going to cause to a couple with two incomes, no children, and reckless spending habits. I don't know if you've seen how much diapers are. Let's just say they're enough to cause some budget changes. And with the new Xbox and PS5 only a few months away, coronavirus has gone too far this time. Now, some of you may say, Alec, you and your wife are both nurses. Staying at home together, you knew this was a possibility. But may I remind you that we were both raised Adventist, where the official sex ed slogan is, just don't. Thanks a lot, Ellen White. All joking aside, Rochelle and I are super excited for our baby girl. Plus, we were actually a month or two ahead of the whole lockdown, so just like most things, I did it before it was cool. <laughs> oh yes. my goodness, that explains why uh, I think Cameron had to be on Facebook or something this week. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two of the most well-written, user-submitted, listener-submitted segments ever. Oh, they're ever. great. Um, shout out to both of you, new dads, first of all. Thanks for contributing. Um, so Cameron's was... Cameron's a true victim of the COVID babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, I think it's hilarious that being a roommate of yours is a job. Is a job? And then he got yeah. The what's up with that, off. man? Dude, that's hilarious. Me and Cam, we used to piss each other off like every chance we got. If one of us had a morning class before the other, we'd like slam the door behind us to wake the other up. And, <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? Uh, just that's the relationship that we had. I love the guy. That's hilarious. Well, yeah. he put in his 40 and got out for the weekend. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious um, though. Um, so he did it during COVID. Alec, boy, anytime he comes back for more so quick, I get a little nervous. But <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was very funny. Um, <laughs> I liked that I was so about to blow up his spot when he's like, actually, we did it like a month or two before. And I was yeah. like, that doesn't count. And then he's like, I do things before they're cool. Like, yeah, what a cool stud. Yeah. Just that, you know, because budget changes are for real, though. Honestly, COVID or no COVID. Did he buy the he bought the truck knowing that he was going to have yes. kids? Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons he got it. That's right. OK. Yeah, man. So man. shout out. Shout out to these. uh Good looking dads, y'all. I mean, I know that they're both going to be awesome. Um, Cameron already has two children, and so he, I already know I've seen it with my own eyes how good of a daddy is, and I have no doubt that Alec is going to be as well. But uh, um, we're, we're less convinced about Alec, <laughs> <laughs> he has less of a track record that we're <laughs> yeah. aware of. So, oh, that's good. Uh, calling out Ellen White, you know, Ellen White, she knew what she was doing. Wasn't she yeah. married to multiple men? Multiple, maybe. I don't Pretty, know. Look her up, look her up according to like Wikipedia, not us. <laughs> not, not uh i don't want any i don't want to see doug bachelor's reflections <laughs> on her did you see that picture of him on facebook in the woods with like 50 white men with guns no. by the way he's like doing some sort of outpost bible study and everybody has guns the the photo is crazy i think Let's crooked see. hillary threw that out on twitter today in a quote tweet okay ellen white let's go to her wikipedia personal life um I mean, you can continue talking. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping, waiting that she had multiple husbands. At the moment, I'm just seeing, um, I'm just seeing James White. James. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure John was before James. <laughs> was there, was there, she married a John White and a James White? I don't know. John Smith, something. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm she, like, not changed religions. That. She changed, you know, she took a rock to the head. A lot can happen. <laughs> what does that have to do with multiple husbands? I've always said that if somebody sees visions after a traumatic rock to the head incident, you know, like something to take into account, maybe. Oh, all, all I'm saying is I've asked my parent. I'm like, you guys think that this is a real prophet prophetess and there. You know, people say, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people reference she's never contradicted anything that's said in the Bible. And it's like, well, you don't have to contradict anything with commentary. But uh, the just don't slogan is hilarious. <laughs> I don't think she practiced that. She had kids that she abandoned in her work for the Lord. Mm. It's well documented. <laughs> Those boys or girls grew up uh, around great parents that were not her and James. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. At the top of this podcast, I did not think we would be throwing shade to Ellen White, but I'm here for it. That's a, You question whether or not we should talk about Calmier and Kim? We should because we'll get to Ellen White. That's right. Yeah, we're versatile. Um, yeah, so shout out to them. The conversation started because, uh, you know, Cam and his wife, Natalie, they did announce that they were having another child. And um, I was texting him just kind of joking, like, you're supposed to stay six feet apart, bro. Um, and then we just got into the conversation of Corona babies. And I and I knew that Alec uh, was having a kid, too. I, I was trying to hunt down maybe like one more, but. Um, I guess everybody else has been playing it safe. Filling up their birth control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. That's why we're seeing those spikes. <laughs> Boy, if you're unlucky enough to have a child in November, which is my birth month, which makes me incredibly complex, <laughs> difficult to navigate. Because um, you were born in November? I'm a, I'm a Scorpio and a half, and oh, I, I've so, been told. Uh, so I figured it was what, the Zodiac sign thing. Yeah, like I've been told... Sometimes those sign things, you're like, whoa. that that's They're just vague enough to where you're like, oh, that is me. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I I love that joke. I agree with that joke. However, it's like some of the Scorpio stuff. I'm like, man, this is me to a T. And I've been told by uh, numerous folks that I've dated <laughs> that yeah. I am a Scorpio and a half. But so, if you have a, a, a COVID Scorpio baby, holy crap. Yeah. That, yeah. It's the... <laughs> I don't know. Child's going to be a pill is all I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to say like a demon, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like Rosemary's baby. I'm sure my here. mom would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, you're the guy that pushed everybody into the pool, aren't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, but mainly the girls. <laughs> Dude, that makes a lot of sense. Like uh, Courtney is uh, my girlfriend is also a November baby. She has definitely tried pushing me into the pool. That's why she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I think the Scorpio thing is the one thing I can hold against her. <laughs> well, apparently you like being in close, intimate spaces with Scorpios because oh, you spent three days with me this just, year, buddy. It's just the yin and yang, wow, baby. I flinched when I touched him, <laughs> folks. You never used to recoil like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else you got in those notes, buddy? <laughs> We can't make a baby. We don't need birth control, B-Rad. <laughs> I hate this. Oh. <laughs> okay, let me Moving bust out right the notes. along. Jeff Bezos made $13 billion yesterday. Oh, no. Everyone's so mad about it. I'm not mad. I just think that's crazy. I mean, he didn't... Like, the value of worth, his shares. Okay. So, like, 
if I own shares in a company and then it takes an investment round or something in the market happens where my, it's not like he has that money, you know, like everyone calm down. And you know what? He worked for that. If you'd been a visionary and given up everything 30 years ago. I came on here to say how cool it was. Thank you. And you you have to do this. So many people threw so much shade online that it was like, you know, quit. Go out and create something of value, you piece of crap. Like, <laughs> Okay, so now can you comment on how crazy that is? On how crazy what is? I Okay, I understand it's not hard cash, but the fact that you know his net worth went up by that much in a day, that, that's crazy. Like, well, if that happened to you, you would, I, that's you would what be I, over the moon. That's what I've been counting on, the, this whole startup experience, because... So I have shares in startups and maybe those startups are lines of code, an idea, a brand. You're going to say lines of Coke. Yeah, that'd be worth more. (laughs) 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 Now that you can actually sell. (laughs) People want Coke. People don't always want your software. Yeah. Um, No, I'm playing. Anyway, the point being, I have I have many shares in a particular startup. Let's say that that startup then takes an equity price, like an equity, you know, raise where they're selling off a piece of the company for cash that will take. So if I come in and I say, I want to give you $10 million at a $50 million valuation, I want to buy 20% of your company for $10 million. And that company is now valued at $50 million. But if I already owned a third of that, I'm diluted some, but I own a piece of the new valued entity. So... You know, it could have just been in this example. I don't. Rem- I don't know what happened. I don't know if they announced a new merger or what. What exactly happened? But really, it's just indicative that he owns a piece of a company that shot up in much more value. Because yeah. what they're not talking about is how much did Amazon's valuation go up? You well, know, exactly in correspondence with this. Things so, like eight percent. Yeah, and they're a trillion dollar company. Mm-hmm. So the societal footprint impact of that is much larger, even. Then Bezos profiting thirteen billion dollars, and it, it there was a big news media blurb about this because Tucker Carlson on Fox News, um, who's currently under a lawsuit for like sexual stuff along with other anchors, yeah, several anchors this week. He he commented like how crazy this he he threw semi shade, but maybe not all the way shade at the concept that this could happen or Bezos or something, mm-hmm. and he threw it to Hannity. And Hannity comes on. He's like, I think it's great that in America you can create a business. And as that business's value goes up, so does yours. That's the American dream. That's capitalism 101. We will die fighting to protect that. And, you know, of course, everybody made a big deal out about about that and about Bezos's net worth inflation that day as a whole. Um, I think it's such clickbait BS that bored Vox reporters find and they're like, hey, not everybody got a stimulus check. So many people's businesses are shut down. Kanye's crying in a bulletproof vest. What'll piss these folks off? The rich keep getting richer. And it's like, shut up. You know, it's not your concern. All those reporters that are throwing that shade, all those people on Amazon that are uh, on Twitter that are mad, they probably are priming something that day. So you can't hate on these people if you speak on an iPhone look at airplanes or do anything more or order from Amazon. If you get Uber eats, don't gripe to me about <laughs> Travis Kalanick. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
well, sorry, I didn't. I thought that was just going to be a fun topic. I didn't. It's not think a it happy was. little topic. <laughs> That's Jeff Bezos's business. Everyone, mind your own. <laughs> See about your P and L, your bottom line. <laughs> Create something of value that can scale, Oof. or get out. All right. Next. Happy birthday, Ezekiel! Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's twenty-five today. I got to watch a montage of him oh. jumping over defensive linebackers. Oh, that's great. Was that from two years ago? <laughs> 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 Dang! This is the all shade episode. Oh, well, he, didn't, he didn't do it this last year. Man, <laughs> you know he still rushed for like fourteen hundred yards, okay. right? I think he was making that point even like because he, he's gotten so much yeah. shade recently. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> Happy birthday, dude! Whatever. Moving on. Don't get COVID again. Like, <laughs> stay home. Let's just rush through these next ten. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're just like sh- you're the one like shout outs. I'm like what? No, those weren't shout outs. It was just like a I know, bro. We, you're trying to rap. Like you're like, let's get No, the I have nowhere episode. to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if I do? You don't. Oh wow. Okay. All right. What's next up on your list? Um I don't know. Uh NBA <laughs> comes back uh scrimmaging today. Ooh. With ten minute quarters. Um, so that's exciting. They're over oh, yeah. there, in, half over court? there in the bubble. <laughs> no, not half court. <laughs> like half court. And we're going to play with the Harlem Globetrotters ball yeah, and we're have just, trampolines. Like, okay, we're playing knockout. Everybody, <laughs> every, everybody has their own ball. <laughs> Don't touch anybody else's ball or you're eliminated. Uh, LeBron's playing 21 with <laughs> Kevin Garnett, the new owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right, we're playing horse. It's time for his redemption shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny <laughs> we're playing knockout <laughs> that used to be the best game honestly dubs. honestly <laughs> uh yeah i don't care about the nba um, that's fine uh the, the pga tour was great i this don't week. care about that um okay great no what, what happened so you know jack nicholas like the yeah. most famous golfer of all time sure. besides tiger um he's won like 70 something major uh, events and 18 majors he hosts this tournament every year called the memorial tournament which was this past weekend it's at his his pristine course muirfield village in um ohio where Hmm. dave is from actually and um so he revealed that he and his wife barbara earlier in the season had both had coronavirus and they're 80 years old and they beat it and they have the antibodies they've been tested multiple times so they can't give it or receive it wow um at this time so he got emotional discussing that he hadn't revealed it until the live coverage of this thing. And so anyway, they had 48 of the top 50 FedEx cup folks out there. And John Rahm, uh, became the first Spaniard since Seve to go to world number one. And he did it in crazy dramatic fashion and it was fun to watch. So shout out to him. He's one of my favorite golfers to watch out there right now. And the PGA tour is great for those listening for Brad. Um, you know, yeah, they don't yeah. have people griping about being in a bubble or going out to meet Uber Eats drivers <laughs> or, you know, getting COVID at COVID parties. Dude, like I was listening Cowboys. to a podcast where they were talking about like, because they're not allowed outside of the bubble. So they were talking about how it'd be interesting if uh, players were trying to like sabotage the other teams by like calling and saying that, hey, this person stepped out or like a group of five people pick up LeBron and <laughs> take him outside and put him on the, <laughs> put him on the curb. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> ah, he's out. He, he has to be quarantined. 
that'd be a lot more compelling game to watch like king of the hill bubble <laughs> edition like yeah whoever forces you out of the perimeter first honestly that'd be something to watch yeah probably have but, a lot more injuries <laughs> i mean that is the most interesting part of the nba right now is that like as soon as one of them catches covid they have to be shipped out and so it's really anybody's game yeah it is crazy anyway we'll see how that goes yeah isn't baseball back did they have a game less uh they had like a crowdless game right well yeah i think i saw yeah i think i saw everything's crowd people brah. hating on it saying it was weird yeah because apparently on tv they put in like a like a fake audience what so if somebody made like a good play they're like you know how sitcoms have a laugh track there was like a clap track nice yeah i guess that's weird it's haunting you know we're in a simulation so just you know we're yeah. seeing how it's made right we're, now we're all ones and zeros baby yeah you bet absolutely um do you hear about trader joe's no, what happened to Trader Joe's? So Trader Joe's removed all the racist labels from their jars this week. It's about time. Because you know what they were selling their salsa as? What? Trader Jose's salsa. Ugh. I mean. How disgusting. The racism. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's a cute branding effort. Like, I don't think yeah. anybody meant anything. Man, I feel super, like, white on this podcast sometimes. Like, I don't, I'm not. I'm not taking sides or doing anything. I'm just saying that I'm watching this slow, steady creep. Last week it was, what are they going to do about the jerseys? Is that hate speech? Now it's like, well, if my I have expired Trader Jose's salsa, can I serve that at a party? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. th- this is getting weird. Like inanimate objects are getting tagged. I will get on the ledge with you and say that that is not a big deal. Yeah, you know what the bigger deal is, is, you know, the access the minorities have to Trader Joe's, you know, in their food deserts, you know, right, you only build a Trader Joe's in neighborhoods that have an average income of X, Y, or Z, because your food is outrageously priced. And, you know, you, you choose what your food, you choose what you eat, eats at Trader Joe's. It's like, isn't it great that we, it's like, this beef was grass fed, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we, we know what, what, what we're eating eats. Yeah. That's how dominant we are, and yet I'm still over here getting attacked by birds. <laughs> you know, just oh, so stupid. It's a crazy world, man. So um, we didn't really go over the majority of our weeks, which is great because mine was not really fun to recount. <laughs> mine is just a bunch of work. I yeah. did get to play golf with my dad on Saturday, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I, I've been going back and forth in earnest trying to coordinate these bachelor parties man i know that i've talked about this in the past but we're supposed to be in new orleans three weeks from friday for john's and are you still going to be i i don't know we're at this point now where it's like oh snap august is like two weeks away like we're we need to start developing contingency plans like i'm checking in on the vegas one like you know the vegas one is in september for michael and i I made the point to somebody this week, like, I feel like Vegas is a more industrialized, ready to brace for the impact type environment to stay open than like NOLA. Like NOLA is dirty to begin with. So the idea of like the French Quarter and casinos and all of this, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know what's going to be open. Um, 
God. you know, Houston just That's... opened the first drive-through strip club this week, like, <laughs> which would. I think is hilarious. You would know that. Man, it was on the feed. I that could... That's not trending on my Twitter. You That's all I'm, I'm saying. Googling which market has drive-through strip clubs available. <laughs> Finally, guess we're going to Houston. Yeah, I'm like, that's the contingency plan, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're never gonna get out of the car <laughs> pack your jammies yeah. is it a is it a uh, drive-in strip club it's like a drive it's like a car wash thing that you oh my goodness it's like driving through a holiday la la land experience or something <laughs> it's just all these mass strippers or something i don't know like I don't know who they're fooling with. You're that. like, I don't know. All I know is we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll report back next week, folks. <laughs> oh. We go from Ellen White to strippers to <laughs> COVID babies to yay. Yep, you you get the variety here, folks. Folks, that's what they gotta love. Man, I'm always searching for. I'm like, who's the real? Like, I want a weekly catch up podcast where. It's like, who curates my day? Because I turn on CNN, yay's on CNN. Yeah. I turn on Bloomberg and Meg the Stallion's on Bloomberg. <laughs> then you turn on Twitter and Trump's on Twitter. And then you turn on, you know, freaking uh, <laughs> AOL and Biden's on AOL. <laughs> like the world is a wonky place. And I'm like, where's my uh, curation? Like, I don't even know how to stay up on. I'm trying to coordinate events in New Orleans stay up on what's going on in Vegas. Meanwhile, I'm selling all over the world and trying to figure out where I could socially distance on a remote vacation in the next couple of weeks. Like it, trying to run this podcast too much. It, well, yeah, just work has been insane. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it's just, it's a lot to keep up with. Well, luckily for you next week, uh, we have a week off for this. Yeah, man. Can't wait. Yeah. A little PTO from the pod. That's right. So that'll be a nice little break. I'm going to enjoy my time in Idaho and uh, hopefully have some stories to report back that don't involve an injury. Yeah, man. That's the goal. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah. I might have to take your advice this time. Are we Are we done here? Um, <laughs> let's see. I'll talk new music real quick. Uh, because, uh, you know, Kanye announced his new album. So let me give you something to listen to instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got uh, Drake dropped like three new songs this past week. Uh, Logic, apparently his final album comes out this Friday um, called No Pressure. His first album was called Under Pressure. And now it's No Pressure. I think, I mean, that's just poetic in itself. He's uh, quitting the rap game to focus on fatherhood. I um, thought he was going to focus on Twitch. Maybe that he as well. He got signed to a streaming deal. Okay, well, I guess that means he can stay home with his kid. Well, why does that preclude him from rap? Like, this is obviously a talented guy that has I, multiple options going on because... I mean, the difference between performing like music and Twitch is Twitch you can stream from your home and you don't have to be on the road. So... Maybe that. Um, so I'm looking forward to his album. Not everybody's a huge Logic fan, but I think he's pretty decent. Um, did I already say Big Sean? Big I think I think my only point there is that Trisha Yearwood is going to sing till the day she dies. You know, Patti LaBelle that, sang that's to the their day prerogative, she died. You know, why do rappers like have this shelf life? Like they make an a athlete? lot more money <laughs> and they party a lot harder, right? But Trisha's not singing in church or with Garth for for money. She's doing it 
because she loves to sing. And I'm saying these rappers don't necessarily love to rap. Love to rap. They, oh, love I got the, it. they love the money and the lifestyle that comes with it. All right. Do you? Do you see Nikki's having a COVID baby? Yes. Photo shoot and all. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. What about Big Chun? Uh, he, he just has new music coming out. Um, his Detroit 2 mixtape is coming out soon. Right on. Excited about that. Um, oh, and then two guests that we've had, two musical artists that we've had um, that I did for the weekly catch-up summer sessions. You have Garrett Owen and, and Colton Venner. They both have uh, new songs coming out this Friday, so you guys sh- should definitely check them out. They're going to be on the weekly top 10 or whatever? Uh, the week, Yeah, my weekly 10 on the Spotify. 10. It'll be there. Brad's got quite the Spotify uh, universe going on. Kind of. People still people get mad whenever I don't update it. Like I, I forget that people do. And then if I upload it on a Monday instead of a Friday, people I get texts. It's weird. Yeah, people are very particular about their music referrals. And, yeah. you know, if they trust you for that, they're like, what gives yeah so it's just about becoming a part of that weekly rhythm with people's lives where you right. get baked in and you're almost a source of comfort in some ways for the service that you provide yeah um maybe next week you know people will realize how big of a an impact we are in their lives since we don't have a new episode next week well, we want to keep these tots <laughs> thirsty for the that's spoken right. word you know that's right that's been the most meaningful thing are the people that say uh you've kind of become Dudes. a part of my weekly you know, diet of different things. Cause I know I was telling Brad earlier, like sometimes when I had a long, hard Monday earlier in the year and I'd come home and, you know, flip open the TV and see the last dance waiting there for me. It was just this like waft of, you know, nostalgia and comfort, um, that it just felt like an old family member was in the room all of a sudden. And that, that would be my greatest hope is that, we get to occupy that role in someone's life in some small part in the future. That's right. So in two weeks, we will be back to embrace you all and um, always hit us up on our socials. If you have any stories, uh, little, little quips that you want us to talk about. Um, I know that we've been getting some interaction on Twitter and um, that's, that's been a lot of fun. So yeah, we love having fun <laughs> here and there. <laughs> Thanks to Alec and Cameron for yeah, definitely submitting all that was hilarious. Um, I can't wait to go back and listen to this already. So yeah. I'm I'm pretty much out of stuff. So if you want to just get out of Chia, all right, man. We will catch you guys up in two weeks. Bye, tots. Later. <laughs>